This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I am so excited to have on the show today, Sammy Sage, co-founder of Betches, uh, a close Bravo-watching colleague of mine. Sammy, welcome back to the show. Thank you. We are just, we're just, we're experiencing riches right now with what Bravo is giving us. It's the golden age. <laughs> it's the golden age. We, I, I've mentioned a couple times that it still feels fake that Vanderpump Rules is already going to be back next week. Uh, you know, Salt Lake has has just concluded a, a really a banger of a season. And we've got, we're talking about Beverly Hills today. There's, there's a lot going on. There is there is so much like have they orchestrated? I mean, Summer House, we got a trailer. We you know, Mm -hmm. we we are in the middle of like just the most incredible times right now. Salt Lake, we you know, it's very I. Are you happy that Monica is like one and done? Look, it's complicated. If, If this were 2010 and I was on Facebook, the relationship status would be complicated with with Monica. Garcia, Fowler, Darnell. Darnell. I, <laughs> I, I talked about this yesterday, but I think that because of the way Monica handled the end part of this season, it really would be difficult for her to come back in any sort of logical way. That being said, I'm not necessarily happy that she's gone. I just think that they kind of, she kind of didn't give them any other choice if we're being realistic. That's exactly where I stand on it. Like if she had sort of handled the reunion differently and all of the post, everything in the aftermath differently and like, I don't know, tried to be more conciliatory and less in denial of the way she had hurt them, we could maybe talk. But the way that it is, like I'm kind of glad she's like a bottle season and it'll always just be like the reality Vontese season and we don't have to now pretend like this is a normal thing. That like this, like someone could troll you and then become your friend. Yeah, I saw some takes online that I think are are pretty correct. Where it's like Monica leaving the show is a good thing for the the health of Housewives as a you know <laughs> as a project right. overall. It might be bad <laughs> for the uh, you know entertaining level of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City remains to be seen. But that in general, like. Monica was great TV for the time that she was on Housewives, but that to be a great housewife, you can't flame out in one season. Right. And you you have to like sort of work within the norms of Housewives once you've been called out. It sort of reminds me of how like Clarence Thomas should recuse himself from the court, you know, now that he's been involved in the, his <laughs> wife is like up in on all this shit. But like, because there's no um, producer at NBC being like, you got to go. He just, you know, he can't. It's like for the health of the nation. 
Right. It's like you're Heather Gay asking Andy, did you know that Jenny Thomas was reality Bonte's? (laughs) But nobody nobody's worried about the credibility of the network. Exactly. Exactly. Like someone needs to be thinking about the good of the network. Like we need this. We need posterity here. You know, we can't just have it decline from here. So I'm glad that it, it ended up that way. I'm also glad that it happened. I think that is the right call. And I, I, I also I want to mention a piece of news that I saw yesterday that over in Orange County, Heather Dubrow and Emily Simpson were spotted out at a restaurant filming with Alexis Bellino. And this mm-hmm. has been, you know, it's not breaking news that Alexis is, is, you know, likely coming back to the show. But it is kind of funny thinking about this in the wake of everything that's happened with Monica, where like, it seems pretty clear that a part of the reason Alexis is coming back to the show is like to fuck with Shannon because she's in a relationship with John Jansen. There seems to be this weird kind of like, you know, loop happening there. And it's like, I like Alexis. I'm excited to see her on the show again, but also like, is this casting like a little bit meta? Unhinged. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I honestly like, here's the thing. Yes. If Alexis hadn't already existed, existed within the you know it's not like she's a random girl new girlfriend of john jansen the messy person here is john jansen let's be honest and it's and and here's and if it would be one thing if she were like random and new and it was like oh this new person we're meeting but alexis bellino is canon you know she's jesus jugs like she is important to the show so the fact that he's dating her like i don't know who else to blame but him you know, yeah. Bravo can't make him can't make him buy her a Van Cleef ring unless they bought it themselves. But I don't think they did. I guess what the real comparison to it is uh, on Married to Medicine this season, Quad's ex-husband's new wife is like a full time cast member on the show. And this is a woman who we have never met before. She didn't exist in the universe in any capacity. And it feels like that is like that would be the Alexis situation if Alexis hadn't been on the show before. But in this case, it's like, yeah, like invite Alexis to dinner. Who cares? Right. Like they have to, they can't not invite her given that she's clearly within the world of the show. It's like, we're going to pretend this. Imagine if like an, a drama just disregarded Alexis in the script. They wouldn't, that would be the central part of the, of the arc that like the ex, <laughs> the ex-boyfriend who, one of them had just gotten a DUI leaving his house like a day ago, then starts dating this other woman that from back in the day, like it's genius. You can't make it up. Yeah. It's like, it's difficult to even explain the the layers to I it. Can't but I can't really think that's, what, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what makes it so potentially compelling. And I, I hope that it is compelling when we get All, to see it on the season. Also because Alexis Bellino is, is also a character in her own right. She's not just like a lady. You know, she herself <laughs> is is gonna bring the drama. <laughs> she she's not just like anonymous woman number two. She she's no. she's gonna give she's us not something a non-playable to talk about. Character. She's gonna yes. exactly. This is this is why Bravo's in the golden age because it's been around long enough that all these people can have really interesting histories that then bring meaning to their future scandals. It's mm. oh, it's it's real life can't brings us can't bring us such complexity. Truly. Okay, so I want to talk about Beverly Hills. And I think that actually is is interesting considering what you were just saying about 
Bravo being in the golden age, about having all of these layers and connections. And I'm curious how, so we're, you know, probably close to the end of this season, honestly. How have you felt about this season of Beverly Hills? Because I think for me, it's been a little bit mixed. I'm curious to see like what your takes are. It definitely falls in like the middle, middle layer, middle tier of seasons for me. But I don't think it's bad. Like I'm definitely not bored or not intrigued. And when I thought about this particular episode where they go to Barcelona, I felt that this episode was like a really true to form classic Bravo episode just in its structure and content. Like you have them, you have like the wind up to an, you have a little bit of an argument, but you also have like the wind up to the next argument. You have them packing to go on a trip. You have them on a great vacation. You have like mini dramas like Crystal getting sick and the ghost and the the little people and you get them at dinner. And I just thought it was like, there was a lot of, there was a lot of meat in this episode, even though it wasn't like groundbreaking. Yeah. I think that that's something that this season of Beverly Hills has done a good job of is like, there are just enjoyable moments of watching these women interact and be themselves. And I think, I I think Erica has been having a great season for the most part. And like her, even just in this episode, her kind of fun interactions with Sutton really kind of, kind of make me happy. Like the way that she won Sutton's like personal Game? life trivia yeah. quick quiz. I'm like, All the Sutton. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and like Erica is like asking Mikey who this modern dance. Merce Cunningham. <laughs> Oh my God, who? Okay, Merce Cunningham was such like a random set piece, but like, thank you for this history. Although, Sutton, why the fuck would you put this man in a Ziploc bag? I really, really question that. Sutton just casually bringing out a Ziploc bag full of human remains. Like a famous ballerina, famous dance producer, choreographer's (laughs) remains. Sutton really like, she, she's one of those housewives that really contains multitudes. And I feel like, as long as she is on the show, we're still going to keep getting these like plot points of her life that we've just like never heard of before. She's like, oh yeah, I ran his dance studio for six years and he's one of the closest people in my life. It's like, wait, sorry, when? Yeah. Who? Right. <laughs> right. Like, and, and I was like, did they have like an affair? But then I was like, is he, is he straight? Like it definitely was giving like something more than more than friends but like then i'm like okay maybe it was just a mentorship relationship because she you know has like father stuff like i don't know it either way i thought it was very interesting is she's she's sort of like the definition of very eccentric summer is fast approaching which means more social events more weddings to attend more nights on the town and hopefully more vacations that's why i'm so thankful for today's sponsor honey love for covering us with the best shapewear with honey love you can feel your best even when you're wearing less they've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear plus they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor for a limited time only you can get honey love on sale get 20 percent off your entire order with our exclusive link honeylove.com slash 
MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50 percent modal. It's lightweight. It's breathable. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot mention to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash mention. I am glad to see her and Anna Marie move past their esophageal. <laughs> yes. But I, Anna Marie, I, she's so, whatever. She's been on the show for a handful of episodes now, but I, it just feels like she doesn't quite click with the group at all. And like watching the show, like there's not been a single moment where I felt like it made sense what she was giving. Right. And the reason that, that actually it's more confusing to me is because there's a lot of housewives already. Like there's enough of them and there's enough dynamics. And also like Denise Richards was in and the, the Kim and Kathy were in. It's like, why did they need to bring her onto the show? That's what I didn't really understand is like you have these women who have relationships that they're building and they're pretty solid and they all have like pretty substantial arcs to their own lives like I'd rather watch to your point about Erica how she's having a good season I I can't help but feel that like okay she's not just having a good season because she's getting a good edit I feel that she actually has like evolved I can't like in a in a real way on some level as a person. And like, I'd rather watch more of that. I'd rather watch more of like, even Kyle, like I'd rather watch more scenes of what's going on with her than esophagate and Anne-Marie kind of like stirring shit up. 
Yeah, I think something that I am thinking of is like on a lot of Housewives seasons, I find that the personal storylines feel a little bit forced and that when there's group drama or group scenes, things tend to flow a little better or there's kind of a natural sort of tension there. And I think that what's a little unusual about this season of Beverly Hills is that the personal storylines, aside from maybe Sutton's um, matchmaking (laughs) experience, (laughs) the personal storylines are actually pretty compelling. Like Dorit and PK being on this kind of disconnect about her trauma and the issues that she's dealing with. That is really fascinating to me. I think Erica's sort of, you know, rebirth into her creative career. I think that's interesting. I think the Kyle and Mauricio stuff is actually more compelling than I expected it to be preseason, but it doesn't feel like we're getting that much of it. I mean, here and there, but I think with the with the group dynamic, there's not a lot of big arguments this season, or at least in the last few episodes, except for whatever Anna Marie is kind of stirring up with her and Sutton, and then with her and Crystal. And I think that because Anna Marie hasn't really shown us much about her as a person, I don't feel like these interpersonal conflicts are sort of grounded in anything. It just feels like it feels like the the new girl has arrived and is trying to make something happen. And I, I don't necessarily, I think it's unfortunate because I feel like there's a, a possibility that she could be really interesting or that she could have something worthwhile to share. But the way that it's coming across this season, and I, I, I believe that maybe it's partially the edit because she said that she filmed more like personal stuff that isn't shown, whatever. But like what we are seeing of her just isn't, it doesn't feel compelling when you compare it to people that you've been watching for five, seven, ten plus years going through these real, you know, life changes. Yeah. I mean, what I've gotten most out of her is the knowledge about what a nurse anesthetist is versus what an anesthesiologist does. So I I, I agree with you. Like it, it probably is the editing because I'm sure there are interesting things about her. And I even bet that there are good, there are scenes that make her seem likable. But when her main function is to sort of almost act like Brandy Glanville-esque without any connection for being there in the first place, it sort of feels like, why do we need this? Because like, I'd also like to watch more about, I'd I'd watch more scenes about what's going on between Dorit and Kyle. That's also very interesting. Like, and the four of them, like, what's that relationship like? Like, make those people film together. And like, after having not seen each other for a while, like, that scene with Dorit ta- like talking about Kyle's clothes, I was like, that is so more, that's so much more like revealing about the way things have evolved than is clear, unless you're like a real watcher of it. And yeah, I just think that they kind of like, it's it's not like a waste of time. Like I'm actually interested in d- diving into whether uh, Crystal called everyone shallow and uneducated, um, but like esophagus, no. Yeah, and and I think it it feels like Anna Marie is really latching on to these conflicts as a way to sort of cement herself in the group. But I think that, you know, the viewer experience, it just isn't landing. And so the fact that it's coming up again and again, it's it's flopping even harder than it would have if it was like a one episode, you know, little diversion. I think though, like, 
the the Kyle and Dorit dynamic is super interesting. And we've seen those scenes where it's like, you know, Dorit's mad that Morgan heard about something and not her. And like, it, it, it does feel like that is something that could really be like a central focus of a season. And we're sort of not doing that here. And I don't know if it's because, I don't know, maybe they weren't kind of like, giving the the editors enough to work with in that sense. But it, it does feel like that's something where if you're looking at Real Housewives of Beverly Hills as like uh, an over, like a seasons long arc, Kyle and Dorit's sort of like fizzling kinship is something that is, has, is years in the making, you could say. Totally. And also, okay, I have a theory because I watched, well, I didn't really watch it on purpose, but it played after another episode I was watching and I tuned in after a minute. We've all we've all, we've all been there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so you know the after show where they like sit and talk on that like set that they just put on Peacock? Yeah. So I was watching the one for last week and a big topic was like how how uh Mauricio didn't go to the celebration of life for Lorene. And they were all mm-hmm. kind of talking about it and like Kyle was elaborating more on the scheduling of it and I can't explain it, but I just, and this is just my theory. I just got a feeling like the real reason he wasn't there is that Kyle kind of chose to, to work around Morgan's schedule so she could perform rather than Mauricio's so he could attend. And, and the reason I think this is because Kyle sort of started like almost defending him for why he couldn't be there rather than like, being like, oh, he doesn't support me. Like, this is why I'm kind of like checked out, which made me think that like it was more a mutual decision about when they would have it and that yes, she picked that. I think that there is a little bit of discrepancy in the timeline we're seeing on the season versus what their real sort of like relationship position was because on the season, we're not really being told that they are separated. We're being told that they are as distant as they've ever been and going through a weird time and figuring things out. But I think in the like show timeline, the separation proper is not going to happen until the very end of the season. But there have been comments and things over the course of the season that sort of suggest that it's like an if you know, you know kind of thing. Because when um when Kim and Kyle were having that conversation about one of Kim's kids was getting married, I think, and Kim made a comment that she was like, oh, well, like, I assume Mauricio's not coming w- with you. And it's like, uh-huh. okay, why? Like, why? <laughs> like, if they're, if they're still like a, a married couple, going to a family wedding together would be like pretty standard. And then even this episode when Dorit was like, is Kyle looking for a new husband in Spain? It's like... She's not split from her current husband yet. <laughs> like what right. the I think that obviously there can be a lot of different sort of like soft phases of a separation. I mean, separation itself is a pretty loose uh could mean a lot <laughs> of things. concept. But that it it does feel like to some of the people closest to Kyle, that it feels like at this point her marriage was already sort of like at least on pause maybe (laughs) that's exactly that's exactly how i feel it was because you saw them this year spending like the holidays together 
Yeah. Like we, there really haven't been very many moments of the season where we've seen Kyle act like she wants to work on her marriage. Where I think with like with PK and Dorit for comparison's sake, like it feels like they are actively trying to get past some stuff. Whereas with Kyle and Mauricio, they're sort of just biding their time until they pull the plug. Uh, honestly, like I don't, I, my theory on this is like, I don't know if they will actually end up divorcing, but my feeling is that like, this was like a rebellion for Kyle. Like, I feel like she was like, this is probably how she like grew up in the past like year. Like her, she has this thing with her sister, her, her best friend takes her own life and she, and she, she's probably like fed up with Mauricio kind of doing his own thing. And like, I just see this as like such a rebellion because Morgan doesn't even seem to really like be that into her. It almost seems like Morgan's like pumped about this like fame and like excitement that she can get from being involved in this. And Mauricio seems like he's like, okay, I'll just like let her do her thing. Like I really have fucked with her (laughs) a lot. Like, but you know, at the end of the day, like I can see her like, it just seems like she's doing this because she's more mad at him than she's like done with him. I can't explain it. Like so much of it seems like she's doing it to like rebel and get his attention. And I think if she really wanted to leave him, she would be without a man rather than a woman. And I could see her thinking like, this is almost like I I can like not like I can like rebel, but not make him be like, Oh, well like I'm leaving you because you like left me. Yeah, Kyle's on her rumspringa. I think that's what's yeah, happening. That's what I mean. <laughs> like she's yeah. gonna have like she's gonna have like a year and a half of you know going to concerts and getting tattoos, and then she's gonna be like, no, this is this is where I belong. <laughs> like with with her kids, it's because the family seems so like tight knit. I don't know, and Mauricio seems like he would just be like, okay, I can get past that because like I've yeah. done a lot of things. <laughs> Yeah, like, okay, baby, come home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why he's, like, lobbying. <laughs> yeah, I also, like, there's just a difference between when people are in, like, a complicated divorce situation or, like, a split where finances are tough or one person is really kind of at a disadvantage, that stuff gets so messy and it's like, okay, like, we're we're staying in the house because it's complicated and whatever. But with Kyle and Mauricio, like, they are both fully, like, capable of just going their own way so I feel like if they really like if Kyle was in a place where she's like really disgusted with Mauricio and wants to like start a new life she would have been in a condo like six months ago living her best life but that's or that's one of clearly her not... own condos yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she, she clearly isn't interested in like fully like cutting the cord and I think that she it seems like she's the kind of person where if she felt like she was done with that relationship for good that it would be like oh my god I can't wait to start the next chapter yeah and like I do feel that she's probably like learning more about herself through sobriety and you know maybe just becoming acquainted with a different piece of herself which is a good thing you know and and I think that like the other thing I noticed from the last episode is like, are they in separate rooms? Because you know, the room that she was like talking with the, the shoes on, she had her shoes on her bed, which killed me. Yeah. And, but she was like unpacking her, a new pair of shoes she got. And she's like, these are Morgan shoes. Oh my God. And yeah. then she calls Sutton. And like, I don't know. I feel like their bedroom 
was a different room. So I don't know, maybe it's a guest room. I don't know. If anyone's an expert, please advise. When she unpacked the shoes, I was like, wait, does Morgan not have a mailing address in LA? Like, is she just crashing with you? Did they go shopping? Is I think that that's what I thought. They went shopping together uh, and they must have switched the bags. And they bought like hers and hers Bottega shoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, these are Morgan's shoes. <laughs> I rewound that like five times. I do feel like there have been moments like that this season where I'm like, if Kyle was really trying to like hide something, she wouldn't say shit like that on camera. And so I'm like... In the camera. Right. There is just this weirdness where I'm like, okay, like you, it seems like you're hiding something, but then also if you are, you're doing a supremely bad job of it. Like, it's... I'm very interested to see where we end this season with Kyle Richards because... Obviously, this is something that was filmed now, like, many months ago. And I, I, we haven't really heard too much from her lately. And so I'm like, where where are we in the life of Kyle at this point? And I, I feel like the reunion could be like... There's more family time being had. Yes. And she's good with Kim, which I love. You know, I think she and Kathy have, have sort of amended bridges. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm... And Mauricio's out with Anita. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Okay, we should talk about Crystal and, we must. Uh, you know, everything that's happening in Spain with Anna Marie. So, okay, Anna Marie brings up that the first time she met Crystal, which we're, we're told was like December 2022. So like before this season was filming, but not that not that long ago. The first time Anna Marie says that Crystal told her the group of women was uneducated and shallow 
and that she was the only one who's really a socialite. And okay, I I feel like so I feel like that's like three separate counts. <laughs> like, yeah, she, she's <laughs> she's being charged with 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 three crimes. shallow and not a socialite. And the third one, the socialite one, to me, I'm just like I. I cannot imagine crystal saying that i can't that. see her saying socialite but i could see her saying like no one else would genuinely get invited to kathy hilton's parties and what i think this comment was really about i think this comment was really about dorit erica rena and kyle and i think she said it really about them as like the mm-hmm. multitude of the group at the time december 2022 she was talking about the fox force five and i think she's referring to like how Kyle did not read the LA Times piece and how they all were like kind of like I see how she would have said this about them about those people at that point and that was like most of the key cast members because Crystal is really friends with Kathy Hilton so she definitely Mm -hmm. thinks she's like you know the closest to real socialite-ness I don't believe she said socialite or whatever but I believe she expressed a sentiment like this and it doesn't. And also they are shallow. Have you seen? Yeah. Have you, have you seen Dorit's whole fucking thing? Like it's. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I think that shallow in particular is something that I think is probably objectively fairly accurate to at least half of this group. But at the same time, it also is not surprising to me that Dorit would be deeply offended that somebody said she was shallow. It's this weird thing where it's like, oh, you know, we all say things, we all talk, whatever, whatever. And that even if Crystal did say all of all three of those things, and, you know, I think that what we're dealing with here is something that happened off camera. So we're never going to be able to roll footage. And I would, I would guess that Crystal said like a softer version of most of these things. Like I, you know, we saw the footage of her on the show saying that they're not necessarily like highly educated or that maybe they don't know what a, a word means. Like that's not out of the realm of what Crystal would say, but like, I think that, but like, what is Crystal's education? Like, like, does she mean educated or does she just mean like they're not intellectual? Because yeah. who, anyone can be educated at any level and that doesn't really necessarily speak to their intellect. I don't think that Crystal is like, count. she's not Dr. Wendy. She's not counting degrees yeah. in this group. Like that, I think that she probably does believe and we've seen a little bit of that she feels like she's, maybe operating on a higher level than some of these women, both, you know, socially and intellectually. And I think that it's tough because it feels like Anna Marie is sort of banking on this as like a way to make Crystal look really bad in the group. And that like, I almost feel like it, it feels irrelevant because it's like, okay, this happened off the show you don't have any evidence, like you don't have any receipts. Like it just feels like you're sort of throwing shit at the wall to try and make yourself seem like somebody who has a valid argument to be there. Exactly. Like I, I believe, I almost wish Crystal would have been like, yeah, I said that. I mean, there are there, you know, I, I speak the truth about what I think. (laughs) And 
again like be like at the time like erica you were like obsessed with not giving back these earrings though i, I will say her point about how no one was like acting yeah was like <laughs> i honestly like i give that point to her like people were really excited when she was like she had a case against her and it really is a little unfair that they're not acknowledging when she was like a, i know, agree i I because the thing is, look, if Erica decided that she wanted to sell those earrings and donate the money to victims of whatever, would that be a lovely gesture? Sure. Yes. But but I thought it was weird that Garcelle's response was still like, just give them back. Because it's like the argument before was that she like legally should give them back. And if that's right. been debunked, then like she can do whatever she wants. Like you you donate a Birkin. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. It's like, I, I get I get the, like, well, I guess it has to go to a lower court. Whatever. It's more like they all sort of were, I would be, even if I were the person, and at the time I was like, yeah, Erica was totally, like, in on this. I feel like I would be, like, excited that my friend was not in this position. Either way, even if I was wrong before, be like, oh, this is good. Like, you... We're not found guilty of the thing that we were all afraid of that you were guilty of because of your association. Remember, they were all worried about having to lawyer up. So mm-hmm. they should be happy that they don't need to lawyer up anymore at right. all. Right. You should be happy that your friend isn't going to like incriminate you for, for something. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys were so worried about it, but whatever. What, what did you think the other thing was in this brought us into the real world where last night Crystal posted posted something on Instagram after the episode in response to Dorit Dorit's mm-hmm. confessional. She's calling her like a child bride and saying like, when, uh, when you were getting married, I was like being educated in the world and like building a business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Crystal posted this thing. It was like ways to keep your marriage healthy. And it was like by, and it was like a bunch of like actual nice things. And then it was like, buy your wife diamonds. Don't rent them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set aside quality time together. Express love and appreciation. Manage conflict constructively. Buy. Don't borrow diamond necklaces for your wife. Okay, well, not everyone has Lion King royalties, Crystal. I'm just going to say that. I think, yeah, it's it's interesting. The Dorit and Crystal, like, I don't know if feud is even the right word, but their, their tension with each other. I actually think is really interesting and I feel like it's mostly at this point being explored in confessionals and on social media, which I would, so I would love if we could bring that uh, to the forefront a little bit in terms of the actual scenes that are being filmed. Um, Because I think that Crystal is a really interesting, unique person in, in Housewives where yes, she got married quite young to a man significantly older than her who has a lot of money, but I think that we also have we've heard that we don't talk much about Crystal's uh, professional life on the show. And she's talked about how her coconut water brand is like the second largest in the world, I think. And so it's strange to me, like I get if they don't show us that on the show very much that people might not know. But for somebody like Dorit, who's now known Crystal for a handful of years to make comments about how you know, she's not doing anything and she doesn't have a business and all of that. It's like, you know, that's not true. And I mean, the the child bride thing is just like, yeah. uh, that's just rude. I, but like, in terms of the, in terms of the business, it's like everyone in this group should know that Crystal is like a 
a successful businesswoman in her own right at this point. Yeah, that bothers me because they all sort of act like she isn't who she is. And like they're sort of relying on the viewer's ignorance of the real reality in L.A. That's one Mm -hmm. thing. And then the other piece is, okay, she did get married at 24. And I think more the point is that she married someone older. But if you're she's born in 1983, getting married at 24, if you're born in 1983, was very normal. So I Kyle got married at 19 and then divorced. Uh-huh. So like, I don't understand like why Dorit thinks that that's like, it's just so clearly a dig. And I will say that following this episode popped, something popped up on my Reddit feed, which was a, um, like kind of like a deep dive into the timeline of Dorit and PK. Do you know they met in 2011? That is the year we started Betches. Like they met in that year. That's crazy. Like crazy, re- crazy recent or recent. Don't you feel like they were long, like longer? Should be longer. Oh my god! I I think Siri just heard what we were saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Dorit and PK are funny because I feel like on Housewives they're sort of presented as this like timeless love story, but they didn't get married until uh, pretty shortly before she was on Housewives. It's interesting because like. Comparing them to Mauricio and Kyle, like Mauricio and Kyle have been together for over 25 years. They have multiple adult children. They've been together that whole time. And so even the amount of time that we've known Kyle on the show that she's been married to Mauricio is like not even half of the time they've been together. Whereas like Dorit and PK, yeah, they're like a fun couple on Housewives, but they've been married less than 10 years. Like it's not... Not that yeah, that's, like, anything to scoff at me as a single person. I'm not like, fuck your 10-year marriage. But, like, it, it is kind of funny that it's, like, it, there's a little bit of holier-than-thou-ness. And it's, like, for what? <laughs> it's more about, like, the impression. Like, I would not have – when I saw that they met in the year that I graduated college, I was, like, wait. Like, they they have – how? Because they didn't – it's not like when they went on the show, it was, like, oh, we were just married a year ago. Which is which would have created a very different impression of things. Oh, well, I guess they had kids first, but either way, and and they met while he was still married to his ex-wife. Kyle's also two years younger than Dorit, and she has these four adult children, so it's just very like, I don't know. Dorit is is very like, I don't know. I really enjoy her, but um, <laughs> there's definitely something afoot. I think Kyle Kyle's younger than PK, not Dorit. Isn't she fifty seven? Isn't oh Kyle's forty seven. Dorit's forty seven. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was thinking yeah. she's fifty seven. Oops. Okay, you're right. No, PK's like fifty seven. Right, right. Okay, yeah. That's what I was best. Yeah, I think I think that Crystal, you know, what, however much you like her or think she's a great housewife or something, I do think there is kind of a genuine claim to be made that she has been sort of like treated as sort of she like got barbied she got barbie like she's like less serious than the rest of the women on the cast and i think that that's just like it's not it doesn't reflect reality because it's like in her professional life in her social life in her marriage and her personal life like she's kind of crushing it in all of those departments and i think that it's just it doesn't really reflect reality and I, <laughs> there was just um 
on last night's episode of Miami, which we won't we won't get into today. There's just not time. But um, it was like Adriana pointed out that Alexia might be threatened by Nicole because like Nicole has the actual like Barbie lifestyle. She has she has the real money. She has the houses she owns. She has the clothes. She has all this stuff. And I think that with with Crystal, I don't know if it's a one to one comparison because I don't think Crystal really like portrays herself as the Barbie of Beverly Hills. But like, I think in a way she, she has it, she has it more than some of these other women. I think what, what you're pointing out is like not an uncommon dynamic among women in groups. And that's like, it's not crazy that you'd see those parallels in both. And that is exactly what I think is also kind of that's what I think the like uneducated and shallow comment is what Crystal was trying to get at was like the like and I think she was again particularly speaking about like the Fox Force 5 and how they're like climbing and how she is really at the place that they're climbing to and mm-hmm. that's really what she's trying to get at and it almost I it's almost more annoying that she's like trying to get out of the lie but I can see why she wouldn't be like yeah I fucking said it because it's true (laughs) yeah I think although that would be crazy right like her saying it's true would make the women would give the women like a a better reason to hate her even if she would still sort of be correct maybe (laughs) right but but I kind of feel like I really don't feel like she said that in in reference to Sutton and Garcelle yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so, and I don't think that she really thinks. I don't think she really thinks that in like a mean way necessarily. Sense. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I think that Crystal. They were also mean to her at that time. <laughs> like they were true. really mean to her, and like. Yeah. 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 Over overall, though, I I'm enjoying Crystal's energy these last few episodes. I I don't necessarily think that she's like always so quiet and whatever, but I I like that we're kind of getting this like fieriness from her and I'm I'm curious to see kind of how the rest of this trip goes. I'm eager to find out what's going on with her veins personally. <laughs> God, Anne that's Marie, what how a could nightmare. You withhold this this knowledge as a nurse anesthetist. <laughs> yeah. I know she she holds when Kyle's like she holds Crystal's life in her hands. It's like okay. It's like you have a camera crew and there's insurance on this. Like I don't think Bravo's letting you like go anywhere. You know we've seen what happens in Colombia and Cartagena with the right when they're filming a Housewives show. This isn't like a is there a doctor on board situation. Like they they have a they have a a hookup for that. They're thinking about it. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, Sammy, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for being here. It's it's been too long. I know. Thank you. I would love to talk more and I'm sure we'll have many more exciting, exciting episodes. Totally. To see. Let everyone know uh, where they can follow you and listen to you before we go. At Sammy on Instagram, at Sammy Sage says on TikTok, even though I don't really um, go on that that it's much. A, it's a struggle. Morning, <laughs> it's a struggle. And the morning announcements podcast, you can hear me summarize the news in five minutes every morning you can know exactly what's going on without any sort of real stress about it then you don't have to read anything about it unless you're interested and you want to and i give lots of like you know fun comments housewives jokes it's light it's easy and then you know everything that's going on and can go about your day every morning amazing thank you sammy and go check out morning announcements wherever you listen to mention it all don't forget to rate review and follow the show you can follow us on instagram at bravo by betches and until next time be cool don't be all like uncool 
Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.